You're listening to the Reimagined Social Media Podcast. If you see the importance and power of social media but aren't comfortable creating content that just adds to the noise, this show is for you. It's time to stop thinking of social media as a necessary evil or something you dread and to start embracing it as a powerful tool to build a more human world. I'm your host, Katie Hinder, a former blogger and Instagram influencer turned business owner. My company, Rosebud Social, helps mission-minded brands navigate the world of online communications in an intentional, heart-centered way, and I want to help you to do the same. So friend, grab a cup of coffee, or if you're like me, a craft beer, and let's talk all things social media. So this week, I actually wanted to... Um, answer a question that I got asked recently by someone and that was how do I kind of fight the pull of my smartphone and all the apps and all that kind of stuff especially as a social media manager aka how can they also not find themselves tethered to their phone at all hours of the day and night and I love this question because I think for you know for me for my team it's true our job entails us being on our phones many many hours a day right we are running the social media for many different clients so that means we need to be on our own accounts finding trends and seeing all of that kind of stuff while at the same time being on all of their accounts creating content posting content engaging for them interacting responding to comments etc so how do we have balance right how do we not find ourselves just doom scrolling instagram or whatever um so i wanted to share just a couple of the ways that i do this um there are many different kind of protocols and things that i have put in place over the years um to help me but these are the ones that i think are the most helpful uh, and the ones that i return to year after year and continue to do so number one you've heard me talk about this before probably but it is to turn off all, and I mean all, your push notifications. So every app from uh, you know the Domino's app to Grubhub to Instagram to Spotify to Be Real wants to send you notifications, right? They want to entice you to come into their app and spend time on it, right? And we know this. This is this is how they get you in and they hook you, right? Uh, Instagram will send you a notification every time someone's liked something, every time someone's commented, every time you have a new follower and you could be getting hundreds of notifications a day at some point, right? If something goes viral or whatever, you could your phone could be blowing up with this. And so that's one of the things that I did actually from a very early um, point in my blogger journey is I actually turned off all push notifications for all the social media apps out there. So I don't have any of them. I don't get notified if something happens on Facebook. I don't get notified if something happens on Instagram, nothing. Um, I don't have any of those turned on at all. Um, I also have most of the other notifications turned off, not even on social media apps. Um, I don't get the notifications from Grubhub or from Domino's Pizza or from whatever, from Spotify even, right? Which isn't necessarily a social media app, but I don't, I don't get any of those notifications, why? Because the notifications, when they pop up on your phone, are just one really easy way to pull you away from whatever you're doing. They distract you. They make your work less productive. Uh, they pull you away from deep work and they pull you into the app. And even if you see the notification and then you're like, meh, I don't need to jump on whatever that is, um, it still is a momentary uh, distraction, right? That pulls you from what from what you're really doing. And more times than not, actually, it's going to have you hopping on the app because you're interested and you want to see, you want to know, right, what that thing is, um, what you're missing because they make you feel like you're missing something, right? Um, also, when you, there's so much science behind the fact that when you just 
see the icon of your favorite app or some of your favorite apps, you get a little dose of dopamine that makes your brain and your body want more of that, which makes you much more likely to pick up your phone to then spend hours uh, scrolling through, trying to get that same kind of surge of dopamine that you got earlier. So by turning off those notifications, you are going to be able to take more control of the time that you spend on any of these social media apps and you become the owner of that, right? It's not that impulse or that dopamine hit or the app deciding when you're logging in. It's you deciding when you're going to log in. It's allowing you to be an intentional user instead of what I like to call a passive consumer. Uh, I've got a whole uh, podcast episode from last season on that if you want to go and listen to it. But that I think is really important to turn off all push notifications. I will say as a little caveat to all of this, this is my um, big problem with Be Real. So when Be Real first came out, I got it, and it requires a push notification in order for you to use it well, right? Because Be Real, if you don't know, is a social media app in which you share the second the um, the push notifications comes to your phone, you share an image of what you're seeing and then like a selfie, right? So that people can see in real time, you being real in the world and you know whatever you're up to. At first I was like, oh, I love this. It has no filters. Uh, you only have two minutes really from the time you get the notification to take the, the photo. Uh, there's not that many do-overs or redos. So you're kind of stuck with what it is. So it ends up with grainy pictures and things that, that are blurry often, but it, it makes it seem more authentic. So at first I was like, I really like this. But the more I thought about it, the more I decided I don't love it. And here's why. If an app can train you to drop everything you are doing in that exact instant to go do something else, there's a problem, right? And I think it's it seems fairly harmless at this point, right? But I think it has bigger implications at some point, right? That it's kind of a social experiment to see how many millions of people when one single notification can come out, will drop everything they're doing, reach for their phone, and do a simple action. So for me, that is my problem with Be Real. And it's funny, I don't have many problems with most social media apps, but that is one that I um, am very uh, wary of, I will say. So I do still have it, and every now and then I will post, but I turn the notifications off. So every now and then I will just jump on, I'll post. Now they allow you to post late and then you can see what other people have posted. So sometimes I will do that. But that is my one problem with Be Real is that it doesn't allow you to turn off push notifications. And so it absolutely controls you uh, and how you use your time. So anyway, that's number one of my tip for how to not, how to fight basically the pull of your smartphone. Number two, set downtimes on your phone uh, so that it kind of goes into hibernation mode. So this is something that I do. Um, basically, mm, it depends, but uh, almost always from about 7 p.m. to 7.30 a.m., um, I am not on my phone at all. I try really hard not to be on my phone, but the downtime starts for me at like 8.30 uh, so that the phone literally goes into hibernation mode. Everything kind of is... is like dulled out and you can't really like flip through too many things. You're not getting any notifications at all, even text message notifications, which is the one type of notification I do still get. Um, but I turn downtime on so that it is just from 8.30 on. I'm not getting any notifications. I'm not seeing anything popping up on my screen. Uh, everything is kind of blacked out. And then I kind of keep that usually in mode until I wake up the next morning. Um, and then kind of go about my business, but definitely set downtimes on your phone. I think it's really helpful. And yes, you can override them, absolutely. But I think it gives you just one more barrier in which you have to pause and think like, do I want to override this? Like, is that what I really need right now? Or do I want to stick with 
the plan and the schedule that I had made for myself and, and honor these downtimes that I set. Um, I will say that even though the downtime on my phone doesn't start till 8.30, like I said, and then it ends the next morning when I wake up, I really try to not be on my phone after 7 p.m. and then not again until 7.30 a.m. For me, that helps both um, regulate my sleep patterns because I try and be in bed asleep by 9 every day, usually 8.30 to 9 because I am an early riser. Uh, and then I am usually naturally awake by 5, 5.30 most days. And then I try and take those first two hours from like 5.30 to 7.30 to not be on my phone at all, to read, to pray, for me to go to mass, those kind of things, um, and then kind of start my day. So I really do try very hard not to look at my phone after 7 p.m. and uh, not again until 7.30 a.m. or later. So that's my kind of number two and two and a half is set those downtimes and then really set a schedule for yourself to be on your phone and to be away from your phone. One thing I want to add to that too is this idea that um, to not sleep with your phone. And this is really hard because we are so used to doing this and the vast majority of the population checks their phone throughout the night. They check their phone first thing in the morning, sometimes even before they wake up and go to the bathroom, um, like before they even get out of bed and not sleeping with your phone is a, will help this so much. So I often just leave my phone in uh, the kitchen uh, and maybe it's charging, maybe it's not, but I leave it separate outside of the bedroom so that I'm not uh, using it or tempted to pull to it. If I um, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can fall back to sleep and I like, grab my phone. Nope, don't wanna do that. So I keep my phone far, far away from the bedroom as often as possible. Sometimes maybe that's not possible. Because you, you know, if you're a parent and you're waiting for a child to call or something like that, like obviously not, but you know, as often as possible, at least keeping it so that it's not within arm's reach of you can be very helpful. Okay. Uh, number three that helps you uh, kind of fight the pull of the smartphone and the social media apps is to move your most tempting apps off of your home screen and better yet to hide them in folders. So I do this actually with all of my favorite apps. Um, that my home screen is basically like the calendar app, the clock app. Um, what else is on my home screen? The weather app, right? Things like that, that I check when I really need them. And otherwise I'm not really like that into it. The calendar app, like I said, um, all the other tempting apps on my phone are on the second, third or fourth screen as you swipe through and nearly all of them are hidden inside of folders. And why? Because again, all you need to do is see the icon of your favorite app and you're going to release a little bit of dopamine that tells you, ooh, this is awesome, I want this, that little happy drug that we create ourselves and we will automatically want to seek more of it, which means we will often go and pull up our phone. Now, how often have you done this? Think of it yourself that you have done this without even thinking. Maybe you pick up your phone to send a text message to someone and you get it, but then you see that icon for Facebook, for TikTok, for Twitter, for whatever, X, and you end up there instead. And you end up scrolling through and then at some point you get off and you set your phone down and then you think, shoot, I never sent that text message. You pick your phone back up and then maybe you go send a text message or maybe you get lost again in answering an email or whatever. So when by hiding your favorite apps and by hiding the majority of your apps, actually, you are allowing yourself to choose what you are going to do with that time that you are on. So what I do is since a lot of them are hidden in folders and sometimes I don't even actually know where it is. Like I actually don't know what screen on my phone the Spotify app is on um, because 
I hide them in folders. And then what I do is so that I am choosing what I want to get onto and what I don't is then I swipe down, which pulls up the search bar and on the search bar on my iPhone, I will type in the app that I'm looking for. And that way I am choosing exactly where I want to go. And it is my choice. It is not something that came about because I got a dopamine spike and therefore I've kind of lost control a little bit of where I was going and what I was trying to do, right? So that's one way, one more way that you can kind of fight that pull on the smartphone and all these apps. And I think it's something that for me has been very powerful and very helpful. So I highly recommend. Uh, and then the last one I want to share, I have so many more that I could share, but uh, you know, I like to keep it around 15 minutes. So the last one I want to share is to do the occasional digital detox. And I'm working on writing a book on this right now, like a short little book, um, because I think it's so important in the world today, whether you are like me and you're a social media strategist, um, or you are just someone who really likes social media and, uh, you know, or have grown up with it and can't imagine a life without it. I think finding times to do a digital detox is so important because it really helps reset your brain, reset so many things in your life. So for me, what I do, and actually this is something that I implemented for my entire team, is we take a yearly week of digital detox. So every year between Christmas and New Year, my entire company is off. And they don't have to take vacations. They don't have to ask for the time off. My team is literally off from basically December 24th, right, Christmas Eve, all the way through January 1st. And I give them that whole time and all of our clients know, and honestly, our clients actually have been really impressive in supporting that decision that I made for us to be off. We schedule content so it goes live so that their accounts don't kind of die for a week while we are all taking a digital detox. But I have found it brings myself and my whole team back with so much more energy, so much more enthusiasm for what we're doing, and so many more ideas. Plus, during that time of the year, it allows them to focus on things that are ultimately important, like family and friends and for Christmas and that kind of a thing. So I am a huge, huge fan of a yearly week of digital detox where you just set it all aside, turn your phone off, put it in airplane mode, don't look at it, go on vacation, whatever you need to do, do that. But then I'm also a big fan of trying to take a weekly day of nearly no social media. So for me, that's always Sunday. Most Sundays I try and be on my phone as little as possible. Now that's not always possible. And you know, sometimes I'm not as great about it as other days. But what I try to do on Sundays is really focus on rest and recovery. I often will go for really long hikes. So maybe I'll post one photo from that on my social media or things like that. But otherwise I really try and not be on. I try not to just be scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or anything like that threads on Sunday, I really try and take that time for myself, which helps me prepare for the week ahead. I find it's one of the most productive things that I can do for my business is to be off of social media for that day um, so that I can start fresh on Monday morning and really be there for that. So those are just some really quick tips and tricks, the things that I do personally to fight that pull that the smartphone has, that all those apps have on you. Um, there's so many more that I have that I, obviously I could share with you as well. So if you have other questions or if you are curious about how you could do it or you have a particular circumstance that you're wondering, oh, how could I do this? Please feel free to reach out. Um, you know, you can find us on Instagram at Rosebud Social. You can email hello at rosebudsocial.com. Um, I am happy to kind of 
help walk you through this or offer some additional ideas and suggestions because this is something that I am very passionate about. I love social media. I think it can do so much good in the world. And I also love that we can be the intentional users of it and love fighting this idea of being that passive consumer that just is foisted. All of this is just foisted upon us. So I hope that was really helpful. Until next week, thanks for listening.